welcome to the Armchair Strategist, where we meet around the coffee maker every morning and turn anything and everything into a business conversation. Here are the Armchair Strategists, Dr. Kent and Randy. On game days for uh, Penn State, you hear this big yeah, I don't do it very well, but the Nittany Lions, of course, are Penn State's mascot. Ah. From miles away, just echoing through the, the hills here. So is, is that a mountain lion or a lion lion? It is, it is ambiguous. Uh, the Nittany Lion apparently is something like a mountain lion, but it's portrayed perhaps appropriately, perhaps not. The original lion paw apparently had five paw fingers what do they call them the little paw digits yeah <laughs> whereas real lions have right their thumb is way up here yeah and their four uh, digits are in their paw so anyway random but random. Fun. You, oh, i'm going to give you another random uh random piece of information so lions make two types of noises you must they, be lion I'm, I'm not lying. They they roar, and they also do something like this. Really? Yeah. So Mountain lions or lion lions? Lion lion lions. Lion lions. With big manes, like male lions? I, I, I don't know whether females do it, but the males do it. Um, what is a male lion called? Is there like a term for a male lion? Lion. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, lion and lioness. That's good. Lion point. and lioness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether females make that huffing noise, but uh, when I was traveling through Africa and um, we were in Kenya outside of Nairobi, and there was um, there was a lion in a in a cage, and oh. at night that was the noise he made. Oh. Never really understood why there was a lion in a cage in Kenya where lions roam freely, but um, he was. And he was well cared for and everything else. He was a very friendly lion, if lions can be friendly. But, yeah, that was the noise. And at night, that's the noise he could make. And it was super loud. Really? Um, but you've never he heard loud until you've heard a lion roar. I mean... That Disney show was Lion. What's that? Lion King, where he loses. He learns how Wait, to which, roar. Which show is that? The Lion King. What? What was it again? The Lion King. Wasn't there? Was there a song? A whole new world, isn't that the? Maybe, but I don't know. But but he, the story was he had to learn how to roar, right? I have no idea. That's the Elton John musical? Yeah. Elton John, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But a lion's roar is really, really loud. I mean, really loud. And so while I was traveling through Africa, we were camped in Tanzania outside, just outside one of the game parks. Now, the game park's really funny because there's no fences. The animals are free to walk in and out. But on that side of the road, they're in the game park. On this side, they're out in the wild. And we were camped right there, and we we knew that there were wild animals around. So we hired a local guard who was going to protect us from the, the animals at night. We just camped in tents on the on the ground, and 
Uh, he came along with his, his rifle. He was going to protect us from the lions. But, of course, he was soon very drunk and went to sleep, and he slept the night through. And in the middle of the night, like 3 o'clock in the morning, a lion right in our camp literally roared. And it was oh, right man. in our camp. And wow. everybody just hid because there's a lion out there, you know. And the next morning we got up and we're tracking the lion's footprints and he walked around the tents and was obviously sniffing at the tents. And then he travelled about 30 feet away where a herd of cows was grazing and he took one of the cows and you could see where the, the cow was brought to the ground and the lion just dragged him off into the jungle. So he um, thought the, he, he looked at, at you and then he looked at the cow and he said the cow might be tastier. Yeah, he, I, I think he may have been related to sharks who apparently don't like human flesh either. Oh, uh, interesting. Or, or you just, I think you hadn't been eating enough fast food. If you'd been a little portlier, maybe he would have been interested. Yeah, I was, I was not very portly. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. It probably wasn't enough, wasn't more than a snack for him. Yeah. He, wasn't extra, he, was, uh, he, was, he was sniffing around for an obese human. To see if he could get a nice plump one. Yeah, and there's not many obese humans around there. That part. <laughs> so, so, so speaking of business, and uh, no, I'm, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to tie obese humans and lions to business. Well, maybe the predator kind of sniffing around to see what it wants to devour. It's almost like you know, the top of the food chain. So think about. Tech giants, Google, Facebook, Apple, yeah. they're, they're king of tech. They're the top of the food chain. And they're able to devour whoever they want at will. There's, there's right. nobody out there that's going to be able to stop them. Well, it's similar in the sort of um, the book or the movie business. If you're at the top of the chain, I mean, you can do whatever you want. And if somebody sues you, you've got a bigger team of lawyers, right? Yeah. And so as a small, if you're a startup in the tech business, what is your objective? You've got basically, in my opinion, you've got three. You can build a product that people actually want and build a business out of that product. You can build something that can generate some interest in the hope that you sell out to a, a tech lion like Facebook. Or you can, well, there's four options. You can build something that you hope to take to an IPO yourself and get an exit that way. Or you can go broke. That's also right. an option. Well, there's also, I, I think there's also an option to stay really small. There are a couple, a couple um, software, they're kind of like agencies. They turn into agencies because they have maybe an app that does something slightly different and there's just one guy who runs it. Mm-hmm. And he's successful and runs his his uh, job doing his own app and nobody wants to buy him and just kind of has a good yeah, life. Because, because his app's not generating enough market interest, but it's solving right. a problem for a small number of people. Right. Um, and that's that's a good thing. It's sort of like uh, having a storefront in that, at the, in that sense. Like you have a barber shop and you provide haircuts to people and this is he has an app and he takes care of people's right. writing needs or whatever. So then can you, can you claim that he has a business or does he have a product? Pretty much a product, yeah. Yeah. 
And, and having a product is fine for those people who want to basically have a storefront. And, you know. Well, it's tricky. It's tricky to, to switch from a product to a business. I mean, that's what we, that's what we do for a living is helping people go there. <laughs> but it's, it's not easy. It's, it's, you can't just say, okay, now I want to scale up. Here we go. Yeah, and how, and how do you do that? How do you do that if you don't want to be bought by a lion out there? How do you do that in a way that keeps you kind of under the radar but nevertheless doing really nicely? It's just interesting. And the big, the big corporations, they often will buy companies just to kill them off. It's not, and that and that that gives you that gives you an interesting um, a perspective as a business owner. You know, if if you want an exit and you want that money, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Or if your investors want it, or or whatever, you know, that makes sense. But you've just killed off your child in a way, right? You've just destroyed the thing you've built forever. So it's that weird, kind of a really weird. Uh, and then situation. yeah, and then there's, there's people whose objective is to. I don't really care about my pr- the product. I don't really care about the customers. All I care about is building something that Google will buy from me. That's my exit. Right. Yeah. It's a pretty bad exit plan because of all the companies that start, very few actually get acquired. Yeah. Now, if you're building for acquisition, um, it's a whole different mindset as opposed to building for success. See, that, that reminds me, actually, speaking of lions, one of my favorite poems by this guy, Hafiz. It's more like philosophy than poetry, but this guy, this Iranian mm-hmm. poet who wrote this, this poem about the, a temple was built in, a, in this spot in the forest where, for millennia, uh, great lions love to piss, right? So it's this, this one spot, it's just, this is the lion's pissing spot. Right. Um, and they built a temple on this spot, and God is really upset because that was where his left toe used to to sit to get cooled off. But I like the idea that, like, yeah, you know, cool. we think we know better. You know, we think we know. Oh, this is a great spot for a temple. Let's go. You know, because obviously you're building a temple to kind of worship this their their God, and and but they're actually building a temple on the nice spot where the lions used to piss. And so it's that same thing. If you want to be bought by Google, Google's not a God, but it's the same kind of concept. You know, you're, you're building something right in, in a spot where they're like, no, no, that's, that's the lion pissing spot for my left toe. Like, yeah. And, and they're not going to take kindly to that. So no, will often buy you before you become too expensive and just shut you down. So so they can get their pissing spot back. Yeah. So, and speaking of of piss and big big uh, cats, uh, when I used to live out out west, they taught all the little kids to be big if they were walking alone because of the mountain lions. So the mountain lions would sort of just would track the little kids and all of us that they'd walk along the the hilltops and kind of look down. And so the kids would learn to like put their arms up and act really big and never bend over because if you bend over the lion will pounce, the mountain lion, the, the cougar will pounce. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. to fend off cougar attacks, just make yourself really big. And I think that's that's also another, oh, and, and there, the, the tie-in with the piss is that uh, I never saw a mountain lion, but I saw tons of tracks and I, I could smell their urine all the mm-hmm. time. So you could you could sense that they were around. Because you, if you have cats, you know, it's it's yeah. you can tell 
it's very ammonia filled. <laughs> uh, but that's another good business lesson, which is um, that if cougars are lying in wait and you know is similar to the, the the lion walking around the camp, but if if that cougar is walking along that hilltop, uh, make yourself big. You know, be confident, be secure. Don't run like hell away from it. <laughs> Don't bend over. Just you know, make yourself big and stand in conviction. Say, I am. Have you? Did you ever pet a lion? You know, like a no, like, no, no, neither have I. But I did tiny. do it. Did do it with a tiger. You pet? You pet a tiger? I pet a tiger. Yeah. Wow. I was in. I was in Aruba and uh, having a. Fabulous lobster dinner. And a guy walks past the restaurant. We were sitting outside. The guy walks past the restaurant. And he's got a lion, a tiger, sorry. He's got a tiger, fully grown tiger on a chain. And he's walking it like you would walk a dog. No way. And he walks past the restaurant and he crosses the road. And he sets up on a, like on a coffee table, on a picnic table. And then he was charging people to come and have their photo taken with his tiger wow and so of course you know, can't resist so i went up and paid the money i've got a photo of me petting the tiger and he said you know make sure you pet it really hard don't just be light because it tickles if it's light and it tickles you may think it's a it's a fly or, a, or something and just swat at it so i'm sitting there you know, <laughs> really pounding on this on this tiger that's a good that's a good uh, book title, pounding, pounding the Tiger. Yeah. Pounding it's the Tiger. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the idea was if you pound the Tiger, you're not going to get swatted by his his. Think of that as a business metaphor, actually, right? So ironically, you would think, oh, just barely touch him, you know, so you don't get hit. Yeah. But if you barely touch him, you get swatted. Swatted, yeah. It's kind of, again, it's that irony of saying, like, no, you have to, you got to think about this. You can't just trust your fearful, you know, intuitions because you're yeah. being afraid, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like you just have to make sure that the tiger knew that you were there. Right. So if the tiger knew you were there, he, this particular one, knew that you were just a person and nothing to be scared of. But if he didn't know you were there, then there could be a problem. That's fascinating stuff. But a pet tiger. Fully grown pet tiger. It's huge. Must have been seven or eight feet long. Wow. Massive. So take takeaways. Don't pet the tiger too softly, number one. Uh, if you find yourself in that situation, give it a good give it a good scratch or a good pat. Make yourself big if you if you smell a cougar cougar's piss or see some yeah. paw tracks, or if you're little, don't bend over. And uh, what was that first one? If, if the lion is circling around your campsite, just say, no fat in here. People uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are the takeaways, right? Yeah. Um, well, I'm not sure about that last one. That was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that it would make any difference if you were carrying a few extra pounds. Oh, you could. Well, but you could say, 
hey, those cows over there are pretty tasty. Yeah. You say it kind of loud. Just take a look at that cow over there, dude. It's, he's, he's just waiting, you know. Yeah. Throw the throw your cow neighbors under the bus. Yeah, no, that's not a good that's not a good lesson. That's uh, so pound the tiger. I think that's the lesson. Pound the tiger. I like it. If you're going to be uh, if you're going to be messing around with big cats, uh, do it. Make sure you do, do it. it. Yeah. Do it in conviction. It's the same as the stand up. You know that there's that cougar on top of the hill. You better stand up. You better raise your arms and say, "Here I am, folks." Yeah. 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 So there you go. Very cool. Lines and business. So I, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <sighs> Was that a purr? Did it sound like a purr? It sounded kind of like that. Yeah. That's my best purr. Good. Very good. All right. So you can, if you want me to purr for you. You can listen back to this tape. If you want to talk to me, you can go to talktokent.com. If you want to talk to me and find out what it's like to pound the tiger, um, <laughs> talk to randybaker.com. Right, take it easy, everybody. Oh, and uh, treat, treat your cats. If you have cats at home, treat them like lions, tigers, and cougars today. You know, you know the thing about cats, when they look at you with that look that they get, they're just thinking to themselves, I want to kill you, but I just can't. Armchair <laughs> <laughs> um, strategist, signing off for the day. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Armchair Strategist. We'll circle back with you soon.